You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. I believe that praise changes everything. And so we're going to look at that. Turn to your neighbour, give them a high five, grab your seats. Amazing. Thanks, band. I was coming back from Geneva just a couple of weeks ago. We now have Audacious Church, part of our family in the great European centre of Geneva. And uh, we're back, in, Emily's back there next week. And we're, uh, we're believing God to do amazing things, not just in, in the UK, but now also in Europe. And Geneva, as you know, is an incredible hub for the whole of Europe, a, a center. So we're believing that from Switzerland, from Geneva, we're going to reach right through Europe. And so we're believing God for amazing things in the years to come. Please keep praying for our campus now in Geneva. Also, Cardiff. Uh, in the early stages in March, they start going every week. Sheffield starts next week every single Sunday night. It's amazing going back to Sheffield. It feels like Chester five years ago. And so we're believing that Sheffield in five years is going to look, have its own building and amazing people like you that call Audacious Church their home. And so keep praying for all of our campuses and all of our locations across Manchester as well. God's doing amazing things, and we really believe 2022, we're going to see God do even more. Do you believe that? We were flying back from Geneva, and as we are coming back into England, looked out of the aeroplane window, and I could see the whole of London in one aeroplane window. I based my geography based on football teams. And so I could tell it was London because there's a few insignificant football stadiums there. I saw one place, it looked like a bit of a dump. And so I thought that must be Chelsea. And then I saw, you know, some of it looked new, but, you know, kind of not much going on there. That was Tottenham. <laughs> and a few other insignificant places. And but we're flying over, you can see the whole of the M25. And it's amazing to think because most of you will have walked around London and even just in the city centre, its scale is huge and you get lost and you're trying to work out what subway is what, what, you know, tube, you know, colour you need to get onto. And everything can be overwhelming when you're walking around London trying to find your geography. But from the plane... Through one window, I could see the entire, not just city centre, but the whole of Greater London. Everything within the M25 fitted within one aeroplane window. This is the power of perspective. And the truth is that we can, in our prayers, we can be like we're walking around London in the middle of our situations and our circumstances, our challenges can be overwhelming. And we can pray from a position of lack. We can pray from a position of what we don't have. We can be tempted to pray from feeling like we're a victim. 
and the world is overwhelming. And yet when we make a decision like David did to praise first and petition second, what we're doing is elevating our position. We're not saying to God, hey, God, come down here and help me from my perspective. We're saying, God, through my prayers, help me to elevate my position to see things from your perspective. That really is the context of the scripture that we know really well is God will grant the desires of our hearts. Because we can think that God, come down here and see what I need. See what I want. And help me a little bit with my requests. And so we've got a checklist of things that we need God to help us acquire. And yet when we put praise first and we petition second, we elevate our position and we say, God, I want to see all things from your perspective, from your vantage point. And so now we're not in the middle of our victimhood or situation or our challenge or our natural requests, but rather we see everything from God's perspective. And so our desires are matched and aligned to God's plans and His desires for our life. And so our requests are completely transformed. That's how God wants us to pray. And David's prayer in the Old Testament is a prayer of thanks to God. David understands that before petition, he needs to praise. And if we're going to have a healthy and vibrant prayer life, not just a 10-minute slot, but a, a lifestyle of communication, of talking to God, of listening to God, of walking in His ways, this is our prayer life, then we need to praise first and petition second. We need to thank God first and then ask Him secondly. And so the, Psalm 100 says that we enter His gates with thanksgiving. We come into God's presence with praise, with adoration. That's why at the start of our services, we sing praise songs. We're not looking at ourselves, thinking about ourselves. We're just declaring the size of God, how big He is, because that will transform the way you see everything in your life. Paul said the same, his prayer of praise in Romans chapter 11, verse 33 says, All the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out, His elevating His position, He's seeing everything through that aeroplane window. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should ever repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Come on, Paul says, from him, through him and to him are all things. And I believe this is what a prayer of praise does to us. Firstly, it helps us to understand that all things are from Him. Everything is from God. 1 Chronicles 29, the prayer of David, verse 14. Who am I and who are my people that we should ever be able to give as generously as this? 
everything comes from God. And we have given only what comes from your hand. David understood and Paul understood that every good gift comes from God. A couple of years ago, I needed a new fridge and I went to the great fridge supplier that you would all go to. I'm not recommending Gumtree. I don't know if Gumtree's still around, but we went to Gumtree, found a fridge, 100 English pounds. And as this other person through Gumtree comes to my house, they bring the fridge and they make off pretty quick. As soon as I exchanged 100 English pounds in cash, remember that? I put cash in his hands and I thought, he's quick. He went straight out the door. He didn't want to stay for a brew. He didn't want to stay for a chat and catch up and get to know each other. He didn't want to stay and see if the fridge was healthy and in working order. He had my cash. And so he was off. I waited a few, uh, few minutes and turned out into an hour or so and fridge wasn't working. I thought I'll give my new friend a phone call to see how he's doing and ask him, what am I doing wrong? Phone's dead. No answer. I think my, my friend must be busy. He's obviously doing such a great work with these fridges, helping people all around our community. He must just be really busy. And so waited a few more hours, a few more days, no answer on his phone. My hundred English pounds, well earned, had gone forever. All I had was a silver box that was good for nothing. The problem was I had no idea who the supplier was. And so I couldn't trust the supply. But when you know who the supplier of good gifts is, it means you can trust the quality of the gift. Means when you understand that God supplies all your needs, you know when He gives you something, you can trust it is good. It also means that you can trust His timing. God is not like some Amazon deliverers. Now, if you work for Amazon, we love you. God loves you. You're doing an incredible job. But just sometimes, like every one of us, you get a few mistakes, right? And so you can get late deliverers and you're frustrated. But when you know the supplier, you know his timing is way better than your timing. If you ever look back on your life and thought, wow, that thing that came to me, if it had come to me at a different point, I never would have been ready to take hold of it. It's only in hindsight that you look back and go, wow, that was given to me at just the right time. But the problem is we're impatient. And so we're waiting for the miracle. We're waiting for God to do something. And we can look from this vantage point with skyscrapers of challenges all around us, rather than praising first and petitioning second. But when we praise first, we elevate our position and we understand the supplier has good gifts and whenever he chooses to bring it to us, we can trust his timing. We can trust the supply, the quality, we can trust the timing and we can also trust the price. I couldn't trust a hundred pounds. It meant nothing. But when God asks us to go through process, 
when he asks us to face a cost or a price or a challenge, when you understand that it is God who gives good gifts to his children, when there's a price to pay, you can have faith that God is working all things for your good. God supplies all we need for life and godliness. James 1 verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. We need to make a decision to praise first and petition second. We need to make a decision in our prayer life to focus first on appreciating what God has already given to us rather than appealing to God for what He hasn't yet. Make a decision to put praise at the start of your praise and prayers and watch how that elevates your perspective on everything. The second thing that Paul says in his prayer in Romans chapter 11 is all things are from him and all things are through him. In other words, the way you do anything in your life is going to come through his empowerment. It's going to come through his strengthening. It means you have someone with you at all times. 1 Chronicles 29 verse 12 David says, in your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. The good news this morning is if you need strength to face the next seven days, you're in the right place. You are one prayer away from praising God, the same God who's strengthened me in the past. You're able to give me strength and power to face what I need to face this week. God is the source and supply of all you need to go through what you need to go through. He's on your side. He is the expert you need in your corner. A while ago, I was, I was fitting my bathroom or so I thought. I brought a friend round because I've learned some lessons. I've learned many times through many mistakes not to do things anymore on my own. So having learned that lesson, I brought a friend, our mission director, kids director, Keith Reed, who is also a professional plumber and a man's man. I mean, he knows things that a real man knows. He knows how to wire plugs. I don't know how to do that. He knows how to change tires on cars. Come on, how many men are honest and are saying, I don't know how to do that? We'll meet by the cross later. But he's a proper man, and so I invited him round. I said, I need to build up my bathroom, make it a little bit better. And as he comes into the bathroom, he only has one thing with him, a sledgehammer. I'm saying, I need to build up, not tear down. And yet he yields the sledgehammer, and he says, there's only one thing for this bathroom that's going to make it any better, and that's sledgehammer. And the thing's coming down. I'm thinking, wow, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. I start kicking doors in. He's like, no, don't touch that. Too late. But before my bathroom was going to get any better, he realized some things needed to come down. 
And when you understand you've got an expert in your room, it doesn't matter when things start to look a little bit better, worse before they get a little bit better because you understand you've got the expert in your room. And it's amazing what happens when you pray a prayer of praise, when you acknowledge the goodness of God, you acknowledge His power, His authority, His greatness, that He is the God from beginning to end. You understand that He sees everything in your life from a different vantage point, that He sees the beginning from the end and everything in between. A little bit like looking at greater London through one airplane window, He sees all of that. Then you can trust Him when it looks like things are being demolished. You've got the expert in your room. I'm not trying to build my life on my own. I'm not going to try and do my family on my own. No, I'm going to say, God, how would you build a great family? And even when it looks like we've got to tear a few cultural points down, a few cultural norms, then I understand the experts in my room. When we do relationships and we say, God, I want to do relationships your way. And it looks like we don't get my way because we're doing it His way. We understand even if it looks like I've got to submit, I've got to forgive someone even when I don't want to. It looks like there's destruction going on. It looks like this relationship's harder before it gets better. Because we're doing it the expert's way and not my way, we understand the end result will always be better than what we can build on our own. I want to encourage you to live God's way and watch how He builds your life strong and it's not shaken when every circumstance comes against you because you understand praise first, petition second. I'm not going to ask for you, God, to build my life my way. I'm going to say, I'm going to do life your way and you watch how He takes care and builds your life. The last thing is this, Paul says, all things are from you, all things are through you, and he says, all things are for you. A prayer of praise, praise first, petition second, thankfulness first, request second. When we pray a prayer, thank you God. You are amazing. You're almighty. You're powerful. You are reminding yourself that your whole life is not for yourself. Your whole living, your whole being, everything that you have is for God. Paul said, everything comes from you. Everything happens through you. And ultimately, everything is for you. Everything that you have came from God. And God's challenge and test of partnership to us is that we would flow everything He's given to us and it would not just stop with us and become dead, but it would flow through us to future generations because we understand everything comes from Him, everything's through Him, and everything goes back for Him. Everything that you have is not for you. The news for me is that my children were not gifted to me for me by God. They were gifted to me. They were given to me that I would steward them 
with, with the best of my ability, looking at the Word and, God, help me to raise these children in your ways. But ultimately, my children are arrows that I will then push forward and further than this generation has ever been. Because my children are not for me. They are for the future generations and they are for God. They are to serve God. And so when we understand that everything I have is ultimately for God, it also takes the pressure off because I'm a steward. I'm doing everything to the best of my ability. But God, you hold my children in your hand. You hold my finances in your hand because they all came from you, God. I'm proving through my tithe, through my generosity that, that everything is going to be done your way. They're flowing through me and through your empowerment because I understand everything I have is for you, for your glory, for your kingdom, for your expansion, for the next generation. All my friendships, thank you, God, for the friends that you put in my life. I live in relationship and I hold accounts lightly. I forgive people freely. I don't hold grudges against people because I do all of my relationships through His empowerment. I'm not trying to maintain them on my own, stressed and angst. God, I give my friends to you. Help me to change what I need to change because the way I do my friendships ultimately is about giving glory to you, God. Everything that we do is about His glory. Everything that you have comes from Him happens through Him, and it goes back to Him. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, whatever you do, think about this week, whatever you do, whatever you do around the house, whatever you do when you walk into your workplace tomorrow, whatever you do when you have that meeting with your boss and it sounds like he's accusing you or he just wants more from you, you say, whatever, you, whatever I'm doing, Whatever I do, work at it with all of your heart as though working for the Lord. Whatever you do, do it as though working for the Lord. Many, many different times working at all kinds of different jobs. I've made decisions where I, can, I, I know the point where I said, right, God, I'm sweeping this floor. I'm cleaning this lift. I'm doing all of these things for your glory. Your eye is always on me. And so, God, I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability. I'm going to leave environments better when I walk out than when I walked in. And every single one of us are called to live those lives because everything that we do is glorifying His honour to God. Our worship is not defined by a Sunday praise and worship set. Our worship is 24-7. The way we walk, the way we talk, the way we think, the way we, our attitudes, the way we treat people is all honouring and worship to God. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10am and 12pm. 